During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields, and we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Oh, 
So what are we going to talk about today? What today's episode going to be on? So today's episode is kind of going to be spawning off of your headline. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about our short trip to Disney. Yeah. So it was just a weekend trip. We drove up on Friday early in the morning um, and we spent, uh, well, it was kind of a unique trip because half of it, the first half of it, Richie actually couldn't be with me and I was alone. So I went kind of on a mini solo trip to Epcot to go to Flower and Garden Festival. And I haven't told you yet that, that, about how our Flower and Garden Festival no. was. No, so I'm, I'm the listener now for the trip report <laughs> as well. <laughs> it, it was awesome. I will say when I got there, the parking lot wasn't too, too bad because I think I got there like uh, after 11, almost 12 in the afternoon. So by then, you know, if it's going to be a busy day, the park is going to be pretty crowded. And on the day that I went, it was a Friday. So I go and once I get past the security gate that the initial topiary um, display of Mickey, of the Fab Five, Mickey, Minnie, uh, Pluto, Goofy, Donald, and it, with the backdrop of Spaceship Earth, it's it's nothing less than spectacular. No. Because it's them and their, their, their faces are so expressive, the topiaries are so lush, the flower beds that they're laying in are so amazing that, I mean, it makes, if I left at that point, like it would have made my day and it would have been fine. But that's not where I stopped. <laughs> so I also went to go see the Buzz Lightyear topiary, which was pretty awesome. So that one's outside of Mission Space and it's, if you get it at just the right angle, it really looks like Buzz is kind of like flying through space. And I, I posted a picture of that on our Instagram. And it, it, it was definitely one of my highlights of, of all the topiaries because I feel like it's one of the newer ones. So that's something about Flower and Garden. Year after year, they do reuse the topiary concepts. So for instance, in China, there's a panda, panda bear display. In France, it's Beauty and the Beast with, uh, with the, by, by the fountain area. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody almost hit us. Oh, we're in traffic. How does that even happen? We're in traffic Which on the sucks, turnpike. We're in traffic right now on the highway. But. This is a unique episode. Everything yeah. is so it's very live. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I did do after I left the Buzz Lightyear topiary, I walked over to Test Track because I just wanted to see what the single rider line looked like, and it said 25 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm in the mood for Test Track. I'll do that. And so I go into the single, single rider line. I waited five minutes to get on. And I feel like a, a lot of what like happened this weekend was over-advertised wait times. And we kind of discussed like why that might happen, right? It's like they, Disney says, oh, it's going to be a 60-minute wait, but you only wait 40 minutes because that way you can come out like, oh, but we only waited 40 minutes. And it said it was going to be 60 minutes. Is that a strategy? They always do that? Like, they I, always overestimate? You know what? I feel like the, for many years, I've always felt that they do in their... Um, I always felt that they're accurate for the most part, except for like obviously yesterday, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're usually accurate. I, I don't know. I feel like they're usually, they overestimate so people don't get disappointed if they actually do have to, you know, wait the full time. Yeah. Because if you because it's so unpredictable. Like I mean, I guess they could possibly know, but at the same time, if people get out of line, if people, if like one person is holding the line for like five people that jump in like with them, like a family member, because that happens, then you know it might take a little bit longer than what's on the bill uh, the wait time board. So I just felt like it, I saw that a lot. Yeah. But but anyways, so. 
Something that I was really upset about for my journey at Epcot was I didn't get the mini magnet or the Mickey magnet. What happened? I couldn't find where they had it. And by the time I was about to ask, it was time to go pick you up from where you were. Oh, <laughs> It was your fault. <laughs> don't, well, don't even give me that. You could have easily gotten it when I you were done like it right first. when you got there. I know, but you know what the problem was? And this is my mistake. For Festival of the Arts, the Passholder gift, which was a lovely um, print watercolor of Belle, was at the American Adventure. So I was kind of like leisurely making my way through Canada, past the UK. I like stopped and had a beer in France and then sat, sat by, like took, took some pictures. I was just having a leisurely time. Yeah. And by the time I get to the American Adventure, I don't see where the, the Passholder present is given out. And then you, you text me like, okay, it's time. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Next time, yeah. you gotta you gotta have your priorities aligned. That's what it was. Maybe yeah. I just didn't have my priorities straightened up. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like an it was somewhat impromptu that I went to Epcot because like in the back of my mind I was like, oh I'm probably going to go to a park while we're like while we're not together. Um just so I can, you know, just see something and do something Disney. And I chose Epcot because, you know, Flower and Garden is one of my favorite festivals. I'm really glad I got to see things. So, yeah, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. But let's go on to our second day. So The main day. The main day, yeah. So we, we weren't alone. We went with um, a couple of, a, a, a group of six. It was a total of uh, six adults that we went with. And we... First things first, we had an intense experience at bag check, didn't we? Yeah, which I'm okay with. Like, yeah. at first, so there was a gentleman there that was, like, very, I won't say slow, but, like, he was very thorough in, like, how he was checking the bags. And at first, I was a little, like, ah, oh my God, like, I just want to get in the park, you know, and get in there. This guy's taking forever. He's looking at every single, like, corner for like whatever it could be mm -hmm. but then I really started to think well actually I think everyone should be like this because if not like if you're not thorough even though you have bag check like people can still try to sneak certain things in yeah you know so um I'm actually at first was a little like ah my god it's taking forever but then I was like man we need to be like I would love it if Disney was like as thorough as possible with their bag checks because um as they get more thorough that means like more people can't do certain things so I'm totally fine with like what had happened. Yeah, and I mean, I will say in terms of like, cause so we went through the same back check obviously and like my experience was well, probably the most thorough back check I've ever had. Like I carried basically a, a 12 case, like a little case of water bottles in my back, my backpack, but I had some that were empty that I wanted to recycle. So I had like all my empty water bottles at the top so I could just recycle them right away when I got through the gates. He made me take every single one of them out and put them on the table because he wanted to see to the bottom of the bag. That's literally what he said. I need to see to the bottom of the bag. Yeah. And so I had to take off, you know, take out all my water bottles and my empty ones and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from, where it's like having that a little bit of more time spent during that security check might be the ticket in preventing something, you know, from happening. Yeah. Definitely. So not bad. Not bad at all. So then we, we got through bag check. I had to renew my annual passes again. Woo! Pass holder 2018. So, so we get in, we get into the park, and Lori's like, "Well, what what are we gonna do?" And I looked at her very sternly, and was like, "What do you mean we're gonna do? Of course we're gonna go to see the Waltz exhibit thingy." 
don't know the name of it. One Man's Dream. One Man's Dream. The because exhibit I, thingy. I've been talking to her about this for a while that like I wanted to go to it. And she still, for some reason, thought about like what else should we probably do before seeing that. Okay, I'm going to say this. You, I knew you wanted to go to that. I, I, it was going to be in our day, no matter what. Yes, it was going to be in our day, but I was just thinking about the flow of the day. So normally, when I tour Hollywood Studios, and mind you, I've probably been to this park the least in the past three years, just because of, you know, it's undergoing some changes. Um, and I say that like it's going through puberty. Um, which it actually, let's see. Okay, no, okay. Move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. So... I was thinking that we would do Sunset Boulevard, which includes Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and then make our way towards One Man's Dream. Because that would just be kind of the flow that like, we're gonna hug the right side of the park and then go. But that's not what we did. Because Richie, he literally like looked, yes, the way he described it, he looked at me like I was like doing something terrible to him yeah, and his soul. That's what it felt like. <laughs> So I do apologize about that, about not realizing that you wanted to do that See, as the very first thing. I have my priorities straight, okay? What? Like, like you didn't. You missed your thing. And I, I just could, I could have seen it now. We would have been like, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. And all of a sudden, like, you know, we're at that show at the end and we missed it, you know? So it's like, I wanted to knock that out first. Yeah. Well, you know what we actually did first? Before One Man's Dream, because we oh, yeah, right. came across it... Despite stumbled, Richie's, like, stumbled into something. Yeah. Was the March of the Force, First Order with the Stormtroopers. So cool. That was dope. I've seen videos of it, and I i didn't know that it was actually a whole show that they do um, by where the, the hat used to be in the middle of the, the entryway of the park. And to watch them walking down Hollywood Boulevard is super fun. Yeah, it was cool. It, they they do such a good job, and then actually the the show part is is projected on a, a screen, and it's kind of like you have a Phasm, I think the her name is Phasm. Oh. Anyways, sorry Star Wars fans. <laughs> she she leads the the group in in such a great uh, like such a great um, what is it teaching lesson. One of the things that stood out to me the most was when the stormtroopers they went face to face with guests like guests was, in the audience yeah that was interesting and the, i swear the person that the, they because they have like cameras that are actually walking through the crowd so that it could be projected onto the screen so everybody in the back can see the camera focused on a a, a woman who was in the front, like she looked the part too. Like she looked like she was a part of the, the, the stormtroopers. Like her face was like stern and like it was it was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Stood out to me. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a super interesting like uh show. I think like even their guns were like functional too, which was like pretty interesting. Like, and know, they like, didn't have an orange tip on it, which yeah. you know they're trying to move towards that so people recognize that they're not real guns. But I, I, they took liberty, I guess, with that, but just for you know movie accuracy. Yeah. But all right. So after we now after we went to March of the First Order, we went to One Man's Dream, which I'm so happy for you that you finally have seen One Man's Dream. Yeah. It was, it was super interesting, like, to learn and to see, like, some old pictures of him. And I saw, like, you know, him and his wife, which I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
you know, it was it was cool to learn some more history. We saw like some of the ways that they made their scenes with like all the with all the movies and stuff like that. And yeah. I learned about the Mickey's first name, which was like you know, which was funny to hear the see the story of how like it was initially going to be Mortimer. Was it right? Yeah. So so they have a little display that says that Walt initially proposed the name Mortimer, but his wife Lillian said, "Well, why don't you name him Mickey?" And it worked out. Yeah. Just like normal life, you know, guys, we try to do stuff. And then, and then women make it better. The women are just like, eh, <laughs> maybe you should do this instead. And then, like, <laughs> actually always usually works out better. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and for anybody who hasn't seen One Man's Dream, and I hate to say it, I just like, I hope it stays in the park forever because it is such a gem. But I mean, go next time you're at the park at Hollywood Studios, go to it. It's. It's a great, it's a mini museum basically because you get to see literally things that Walt touched, that he used. You see like a desk that he used in school that he carved his initials into. You see, oh, this, this is the cool thing. They have what, on display what was a mouseker. So it was like instead of an Oscar, like the Academy Award, they had like a mouseker. And so they, they give them to cast members who have, you know, who, who have gone above and, above and beyond. So it's like winning an Oscar, but it's a mouse screen. It's in the shape of Mickey Mouse, and it's it's super fun to see that. Yeah. And then something that Richie pointed out was you get to see some techniques that they use to, to build their, their cartoons and animations and how they, they set up different screens to build depth of field and a camera that have different parts of the scene that they're creating for an animated, you know, an animated scene. And it, it's amazing. Now, also in One Man's Dream, they do have the, you have a meet, a meet and greet with Groot. And I thought initially that one of the members of our group wanted to meet Groot. And he's like, oh, let's go back here. Yeah, we can see see this. And I'm like, oh, he wants to meet Groot? Okay, I had no idea he liked Guardians of the Galaxy and characters that much, but okay. But it turns out he thought we were waiting in line to see the One Man's Dream video. That, that that plays at the at the end of the at the end of the walk at the end of the walkthrough. Yeah. And so Richie was like, "Oh, the Walt video," because I kind of I told Richie like, I guess I nobody heard me except for Richie that, "Oh yeah, this is a group meet and greet. The video's like over here, or you discovered that the video was over there." Yeah. And instead, you were like, "Okay, I'll be over here. I'll meet you guys later." And so Richie literally walks into the video. Once we discover like that nobody wanted to meet Groot, we go to the video and it started literally, the video is 16 minutes long and they have like a countdown. We walked over there at 15 minutes and 58 seconds. Like, so it just started. And yeah. So we missed it. And they don't like, they don't like let you in after yeah. it started. Which is good. I feel like, you know, for your viewing experience. Yeah. Tell us about the video. The video was super cool. Like part of it will have like a narrator, but Part of it also like was actually Walt telling the story about like what he went through and like all the like like you know hardships he dealt with and in, in creating the masterpiece he did with Mickey and Disney and Disneyland and all that stuff and so it was really cool to like hear it was really cool to hear like his ideas and like his thought processes on um, a lot of the reasons why he did certain things so yeah. um, it was pretty cool which I learned he was in the you know he was enlisted at some point crazy mm -hmm. um you know he was, he was like following along the lines of trying to be with his brother so that was super cool um you know just seeing just seeing his mannerisms and seeing like how much of a charming guy he was too was super interesting like he definitely had some charisma um which was like very apparent in videos and 
I saw like which was which one of the coolest things I think I saw was they had like little snippets. I wish I could actually see more of it, but they had little snippets of like the like movie premieres. You know, like oh, the red carpet yeah. and like you know, just like the crowds around him and all the like and like all the live action of like what characters were dressed like back then when like you know they showed up in costume. Yeah. And like seeing how big, like I, I would have never really thought how big those things might have been, but mm-hmm. seeing the how big it was, how many celebrities went out to. Um, went out to see like the the previews and the premieres and things like that. You know that what's was interesting, crazy. like, because it, it's funny that you 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 bring up how big it was, and and it, it kind of harkens back to what Hollywood Studios, the park, like the theme park, was was kind of doing. Was supposed to go back to that golden age of of Hollywood, where literally these premieres were like, you know, humongous, and people, I mean, they just. It was all about the, the celebrity and the glitz and the glamour and all of that. So it was kind of trying to capture that snippet in time and make it into a theme park. And of course now we see that's kind of evolving away from that, but it's it's cool to see how they kind of link up in yeah. a way, you know? And what, what also I thought was pretty interesting, so like part of the movie they spoke about um, was how like, how the idea, the ideas behind building Disneyland and Walt Disney World and things like that, and you know, I remember once hearing that someone said that you know Disney, Walt Disney World, and these parks are never finished, right? There's always something new that's gonna come. But like, it's crazy to see that like that wasn't just a thing that people say now. But, like that was his vision in the beginning. But then not only that it would never be finished, but that like it would all like that because of nature that it would also continue to grow and evolve and like look different mm-hmm. like he also mentioned how like you know just something that's always going to grow and i don't know that 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 to me seemed like it was super super cool in in terms of describing the like why it's, it's awesome to create disneyland and walt disney all that stuff all right so after one man's dream you know we took some a nice leisurely walk through then we were going to tower of terror and tower of terror is like drop rides in general i feel like people are either they're super into them or they're gonna be like no i can't do it yeah. and i don't know what it is like specifically about drop drop rides and spinning rides those are the two but i mean i love tower of terror because the theming is just so incredibly immersive you really feel like you're in this abandoned haunted hotel the lobby details are incredible did you know here's a fun fact i don't think i've told you this before in the lobby, there's um, a chessboard that is that's it, that's there collecting dust, cobwebs, whatever. They had actual chess players play it so that it would be accurate. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. So it's literally like glued in time as like yeah. an accurate game of chess. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's My, it's amazing. The detail that I think was pretty cool was, and I, I really want to know like how they probably even like recorded this was. When you go into like the queue, like after you wait in the queue and you go into like that little room where they kind of like give you the story of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. they talk about, you see like people like interacting like if it was a normal hotel. And it looks like it was the exact, from like video from the exact hotel before the detail was added of like all the like rundownness or whatever. And um, so if they filmed it actually there. I feel like they filmed it, they built it filmed it there i don't know this i, I really want to figure it out like i'm gonna ask um Lispy. i'm gonna ask lispy yeah. which is our uh our tower of terror con- uh, um like expert 
And I'm gonna ask, like, I wonder if they built it, filmed it, and then added in all the details of like the rundownness of the of the actual like of the hotel, like, because I can't see them having two sets of that hotel. That is a great question. Like, that's actually a brilliant question because it's such a like one. It's, I've never thought of it. Like, it's it's really really awesome. Like. Yeah know and if we do find out we will definitely report back yes because i feel like the world needs to know yeah. <laughs> okay. vip very important information so after we rode tower of terror which by the way never gets old but that's <laughs> besides the point after we rode tower of terror we went to rock and roller coaster and i think rock and roller coaster every time i ride it it feels like that launch at the beginning is getting faster and faster yeah what was the stat that you read on how? So I didn't read it. I asked the cast member. I went straight to the source. Nice. I asked, I asked the cast That's member what you do. how fast, how, what is the zero to 60 time of, of this launch? And zero to 60 is in uh, 2.8 seconds, which is quite fast. I, you know what the crazy thing is? It feels faster than that. Yeah. It, not that I know what that's like because I don't like I don't drive a sports car. Yeah. I'm not into that. But it feels amazing, like going on it. And we rode the first time we rode was in the back car, and I always feel like the back car gets the most speed. It gets the most like jerk, like from because it's in the back and it's literally being pulled behind. Yeah. So I feel like it's the most thrilling experience of them all. So speaking of sports cars, you know, you said she says that it feels a lot faster than that, like. The, the fastest sports production car to date only it goes zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds the fastest sports car ever like produced like mass produced is going to be zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds so 2.8 seconds like that's that's like the only thing that really tops that usually would be motorcycle like you're getting into motorcycle speed mm -hmm. like one of the like a very popular bmw motorcycle does zero to 60 in like 2.5 seconds and that's super fast still oh my gosh you know? so it's like like but that's kind of crazy because i know there's probably a big difference between 2.5 and 2.8 seconds whatever 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 yeah. but that to me feels like oh my gosh it's like we're in the fastest car ever yeah exactly because well, we gotta get to see aerosmith like that's like a bugatti like which is one of the fastest production cars it has like a thousand horsepower it does zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds wow that's yeah. insane anyway you know what another detail about rock and roller coaster because i haven't been on rock and roller coaster in a really long time because whenever i go to hollywood studios i'm not smart enough to make fast passes but that's besides the point if i haven't been on it in a while yeah the pre-show steven tyler's mannerisms at the very end where he's like wait a minute i love that idea his hand is doing something very different from what it was doing when it first opened. And for many, 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 many years, it was like that. Yeah. So, if you know what, you remember, Richie? I do not remember. No? I remember you mentioning it, but I didn't catch the before or the after one. Okay, do you so, want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, well, you told me already. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. The, they changed it from the shocker to something else yeah, or something, so I don't exactly. know. Exactly, which it's funny because like, apparently, like, so that means Disney did not even realize what that was. And I knew about that when I was like super young. Yeah, that's funny. Like, which is horrible. Nobody should know about it. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, after a rock and roller coaster, we took a mini a mini lunch break where Richie and I got some Mickey shaped pretzels. Very delicious. We had um, they they also had like um, there's a stand that has like empanadas, mojo roast pork, a fajita bowl that our, our travel companions got, and they said it was really, really good. And then, after that, 
we saw some streetmosphere. Oh, the most underrated thing at probably, I might not say the entirety of Disney, but definitely Hollywood Studios. Those performers were amazing. Like I was so entertained. It was ridiculous. It was so funny. So entertained. It was so funny. Like it was probably, I mean, I've seen Streetmosphere like in the past, obviously, but it's every, like, they're so hilarious. So what we saw was like a, it was like a comedy show. Yeah. And improv. it was it was like an improv comedy off, and each one, and round by round, everybody would get eliminated or whatever. But they just they're so in character, and you can take pictures of them with them afterwards, which is great because you definitely want to mark that moment that this guy this guy made me laugh so hard. And it's such a crazy thing that people just you just stumble upon it. You know, it's one of those things that you walk by. Oh, tell us about the girl with the skirt. So there was a. Right, right when we were doing the pictures, um, I mean, I don't know their names, obviously, because we don't know them well enough yet. But there was a there was a woman that was dressed like in kind of like a maid outfit, maybe like a like a homemade home home design. Like no, outfit? no, no, no. I mean, like, what's her costume like? The the lady that was a performer. Oh, it was a. Like a it was like a, a maid or homemaker's like costume almost. It was kind of like a forty, like a woman from the forties. Yeah, she was like dressed like a woman from the forties, I guess. And you know, it was in it was it was all blue. It was like a dress. And wearing glasses and a hat. And then after the performance, like when we were all taking pictures, there was a girl that came up that was wearing like almost like it looked like she had designed something to look like the performer. So it's like it was like a legitimate fan of that one performer. Like it was super cool. And like it looked like it was something that just happened, like it was normal, you know? So um, it looks like they like those performers have like their own fans. Yeah, oh, and I see why. Like, I mean, next time we go, we're definitely going to be like waiting around on Sunset Boulevard yeah. for them to come by. I mean, it was crazy. Like it was, they're just so funny. I, the one joke I remember, and this is maybe not the most appropriate joke, but it's so funny. I, I just can't get over it. Okay, so what do you call a chameleon, or or what condition does a chameleon have who can't change his colors? What? A reptile dysfunction. <laughs> that was funny. Super funny. That was a good one. Yeah, so so definitely a gem. If you haven't seen this, the, the um, Citizens of Hollywood, please yeah. go for it. Okay, really quick, I just want to interrupt, and I have a surprise for you. I got it while you were watching the wonders of the Citizens of Hollywood okay. in the former Sweet Spells, which is now a Pixar merchandise shop. Go ahead and reach into my bag in the back. Or get, get my purse and bring it up here. Okay. Alright, so you got my purse. So look in the bag. There's there's something special for you that's Disney related at probably the bottom of the bag. At the bottom of the bag. So I'm currently searching through the bottom of the bag with one hand because I'm trying to hold a camera up and hold this purse at the same time. Oh my gosh, you I feel so bad for you. And what do you see that's Disney related in there? There's a there's a pin. Okay, pull that out. Okay. So, I feel like I'm warm. So it's a pin. You're red hot. Aw. What does the pin say? My happy place is with you. Show everybody what it looks like. That's pretty cute, actually. It has Mickey and Minnie on it, and they look so in love. This, you know why this is actually special for me? Is because, like, when I see you, you're, like, your most happiest. It's, like, with... Like, like you always say, Disney 
it's like your most happy. So <laughs> it's pretty like it's pretty cool that. That it's actually with you and not Disney. Yeah. Well, maybe there's some truth to that. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to surprise you because you do so many nice things for me, and I feel like I never do anything nice for you. <laughs> I love you. Thank love you. you. There we go. Crash. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. So after that, we walked over to Indiana Jones, which again, Indiana Jones, since I last saw it, has undergone some changes, like no major storyline changes or anything, but just like the, 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 the way that they present things, just the phrases that they use are so much more modernized than they used to be. And yeah. it's the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular never gets old because seeing those kinds of like stunts and the Karen Allen double, oh my gosh, she was like the most bendy person I've ever seen. Like when she, was she a ninja. Like when the yeah, she was like a ninja. When the when the one of the directors was, you know, announcing a scene and she was just in the back kind of stretching, like her her leg was like way in the air and then she put it like over her head, like making her body into the shape like of an L. It was crazy. So after Indiana Jones, we went to Star Tours. No, I take it back. After Indiana Jones, that's when we had your magical moment. Yes, that's when we went to go eat, which we went over. Yes, which we already went over. But I do want to point out that at this place, I got at the Backlot Express by the by the Star Tours, I got a chicken and waffles, and the waffles were in the shape of Darth Vader. Oh, nice. They were so delicious. I they were like, that. they were so fluffy on the inside and crispy on the outside. Really, really recommend that if you hadn't. And like, I got the kid-sized portion because we, we were like eating all day. Yeah. <laughs> but it, at least that way I got a little taste. But highly recommend it and then then we went to star tours which was awesome like star tours also is one of those rides that i feel like is thrilling enough for everybody can have so that everybody can have a good time yeah yeah it was cool not your favorite i don't i'm not a big fan of like 3d stuff i'm not into all the 3d stuff i would have rather just been like a screen but i i get like you know 3d and being immersed and everything is like the future but i don't know yeah. it was good it was it was definitely a good ride though yeah then after we went to Star Tours, we went to Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, never gets old. I don't know what it is. Like Muppet Vision is like, it's all the gags are so classic. And unfortunately we didn't get to spend time in the queue because I was kind of like the, you know, like a tour guide for the day. So I was trying to point things out to everybody as we saw them. But with Muppet Vision, we did not have enough time in the queue to point out all the gags. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate because we just walked right in. Well, what was also unfortunate is that uh, as soon as Miss Piggy started singing, I was out cold. It was nap time for me. I took a nap. Whole no, thing. what a missed opportunity. <laughs> Very upsetting. Yeah. Like, what a missed opportunity. I can't get over it. Anyway. But speaking of just kind of walking in past a queue, crowd levels were so low. Yeah. <laughs> so low. Um, and it was surprising because this was actually a race weekend. So the day, on Friday was a 5K, the Star Wars 5K. Then there was the 10K on Saturday, which is the day that we, we went to Hollywood Studios. And I thought it was going to be super packed because, you know, Star Wars is mostly based out of Hollywood Studios. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And apparently most people went to Magic Kingdom that day from my brother's, my brother's correspondence. Um, yeah, it was very, very surprising, but in a good way because... We really didn't have to wait very long for anything. Even Star Tours, which on the outside, the wait time was advertised as 30 minutes. It, we walked right in. Yeah. In fact, we didn't have fast passes. The, the fast pass line was slower than the standby line. Yeah. That's how fast it was. Really awesome. 
Then after that, we went to Baseline Tap House and had a couple uh, of drinks, which I'm, first time I went to, to Baseline Tap House, and I was so excited for it because I love craft beer, and it was so fun. The atmosphere is fun. The, the selection is really, really unique. Like, I haven't seen a lot of what they had on the menu. They do have light plates, like a cheese and charcuterie plate, which um, people at our table got. They, they have flights. It's, it's really, really, it's a gem. I'm yeah. going to say it. It's a gem. It was good. Not your favorite. It was good. Well, I didn't really, you know, drink. I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't drinking in the parks, I guess. You so. were there for the company. Yeah, I was just there for the company, so. Um, what was after that, though? I think we went to ride. We did the Rock and Roller Coaster again, but then, we, but then there was the main event. Yes, so after Rock and Roller Coaster the second time, we went to wait for Fantasmic, yes. which is, of course, the nighttime spectacular of Hollywood Studios. Well, the nighttime show, we'll say, because there's now the, the Star Wars fireworks. But, but we waited for an hour and a half, about, because to get, for me at least, to get good seats, which even so, I, I thought about it, like, since it wasn't a super packed day, maybe we could have, like, not sat down so early and still gotten good seats, but we, we waited for a little while and for the show to start and you know the crowds filling in the crowds filling in and what do you do when you have a big crowd richie well when you have a stadium like crowd oh that's better description you will attempt or execute on the wave <laughs> which we we thought which we actually were the ones to start it which not to say i i heard this later but i, I thought it wasn't a thing but anyway you i guess they have all the time there's like the wave there but anyway, for this particular night, we started it, which is amazing. Like our group started it, and like it started off slow, started off slow, and then before you know it, the whole crowd, the whole stadium there was basically doing the wave. So it was awesome. That was a highlight of your wave for Fantasmic, I'm sure. Yeah, it was. So now for Fantasmic, Richie, you've never seen Fantasmic. No. I love Fantasmic. I think that the story, even though it's it's you know it's a dream sequence, so it's not necessarily like like a very mm, linear story, you could say. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite nighttime things to do because one, it stars my man, your man, our man, Mickey Mouse, and it has all these characters. And from the last time I saw it, they've added a lot of new sequences to the projections. They've added. Um, more updated princesses. They've added, I saw, I remember seeing Tiana and I remember seeing Frozen that was added. And it's just, it never, it never gets old. And even so, unfortunately, the night that we saw it, some of the effects in the beginning weren't working. Some of the, um, the fireworks effects um, during the Jafar snake scene, the snake, was, the snake wasn't walking around. Um, but even so, it never, it, it, it never fails to make me just tear up a little bit. And I told the group, I expect to see tears. None of them cried. Yeah. But that's okay. Richie, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. Um, I did think that, like, we were really far away to see, like, the characters, which, like, you know, you can still see it, but, like, it was, like, pretty far away. Um, the projections were super creative to think that, like, they made, like, projections on water. Mm -hmm. um, I do, like, something, though, I was, like, even though the projections on the water, it depended on your angle of it. It's, like, how you saw it well. But like I'm wondering like if they could find a way to make that look cleaner. You know what? When me and my brother used to go back in the day and like now they have that whole the Mickey section is the section that has that dead on straight 
view yeah. of the water yeah. and of the whole, obviously the whole mountain that, that the, the performers are on. We would go and wait, but now they've roped it off. So I believe it's fast passes now. And I didn't, I didn't even know that that's news to me, yeah. but it's, I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. But it was, but it was a really good show. Um, it had a lot of stuff. I felt like it would, I felt like it almost had too much villainy stuff, like the storyline was, like, because it's her favorite, but I wouldn't say it would be my favorite in terms of, like, shows and things like that, but I felt like the storyline was just so heavily wrapped around the villains, but, but like, I guess, like, you know, it was really trying to show, like, the, the overcoming yeah. of all that. Exactly. You know, like, that you defeat all of them. Yeah, it's kind of know? like the story arc, I guess yeah. you could say, because even though it didn't really kind of have that fully. Yeah. But it's kind of, yeah, like the story arc. But I think, though, that it was amazing. Everyone loved it. I love the ending with the boat and everyone on the on the boat, you know? Like, that was super cool. I love that Mickey was, like, all over the place in different costumes. And I like the magic. Which, which Mickey is that one? The oh. Mickey that's, like, doing all the magic. Oh, the, at the end? Yeah. Oh, um, the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, that Mickey was awesome. You know, he was at the top doing his thing. So... I'm really, really glad that you got to see it at least because you never know. With Disney, things can be shocking. Like even rumors go around, and you never know what's going to come and what's going to go. But I, I'm glad that you were able to see it. And even though it's not your favorite, you know, I'm not judging you or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm glad you at least got to see it because I think that's a big deal. Um, and that yeah, that kind of capped off our day at Hollywood Studios. And the Hollywood Studios, just some final thoughts. The, the size of it feels small. We didn't do anything Toy Story related. Obviously, it's we're waiting for Toy Story Land to open. Um, we didn't even go in that direction, to be honest. Like, we kind of stopped just at One Man's Dream and then went back the other way. We didn't do all the rides. We didn't, do, um, do, we didn't see all the shows. Like, we didn't see Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. But all in all, I think it was a very fulfilling day because to have light crowds and to be able to ride thrill rides multiple times without a problem was so refreshing. I don't think I've had that at Disney since like in like 10 years. It's, it's so crazy. But I'm really glad that we got to hang out with good friends, be in a nice park, and be together. So, you have more to say or no? That's it. No. Okay. So, thank you so much for tuning in to our road trip trip report. Uh, we really <laughs> appreciate you listening and any sort of subscriptions, any sort of likes, comments, please let us know what you think. Subscribe everywhere, follow us on all types of social medias, whatever your favorite one is, and add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing at the Walt Daily. And as always, no matter where we are, no matter you where you are, we hope you had a very magical day, and we'll see you next time.